0: And welcome. Wait, which one am I looking at? This one
1: right here, man.
0: Welcome back. It's another State Out podcast. Hella different scenery, a little bit, but we got a guest on today that we had to come out to. His name's Collier Doke. Yo, yo, back. yo! What's up? You called a. What's your title?
2: Like an artist or a musician?
0: Artist, right?
2: I'd say, yeah,
0: jack of all trades. Jack Not of all trades,
2: but artist, musician, producer. Um, I don't know. Just whatever the blanket statement is, give me that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, so like we've always had this conversation, like
0: rappers and artists. What's the difference?
2: I don't think there is a difference. No, no. I think artist is someone who makes art, man, and just puts shit out. Like, okay. are you like a, a dude who painted that is an artist? You yeah, know? You're right. like rappers, like a subgenre.
3: Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, it
0: doesn't really matter. So, you can put, like...
2: You guys are technically artists. Mm-hmm. This is so art. In that, our, case, our sub, in that case, we're artists. We're, we're our one. <laughs> podcasters. Yeah, you're, you're hosts. Like oh. Right, creators. Yeah, creators.
3: <laughs> so, that would,
0: I guess, artists. Because yeah, we're creating. Yeah. 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 I see <laughs> it. I see it.
4: How do you guys um, meet, though, real quick? So
0: people. Uh, We met... So, I was, at the moment... You know how the algorithm works on TikTok. They can hear everything you're talking about. So yeah. I'm talking about getting a beat to introduce the podcast for the beginning. You know what I mean? Like that, and I, The intro yeah, theme song? Yeah. Yeah. And I I was literally just on TikTok swiping, and I saw him, and he's, uh, I think he was just creating beats. And I, I swiped, went through his profile. He's got a – I love the fucking uh, montage of too smooth – of a oh, groove yeah, not yeah, to yeah, move yeah. to I got
2: episodes on my tiktok that's that too so smooth of a groove not to move to yeah. and i'll just like play beats that i made that day and
0: he's just oh, creating yeah. it right there yeah and so i was like all right went to his instagram dm'd him and i was like could you do this and then he actually sent three beats at the moment and it just didn't end up working i stopped texting him for a little bit i think yeah. i think i wanted
2: we- too much money for him
0: <laughs> i don't even think we got there we didn't even get to the price. No,
2: I thought I don't know. <laughs> I, rem- I might remember it, <laughs> but yeah, it was. Just... Yeah, that's. How, I think that's how we all got linked up. Yeah,
0: and then yeah. started listening to his music and fire shit. Is it like indie rock? Is that what it's considered?
2: I don't know, man. That's one of the biggest like gray areas with my yeah. whole career. Like I don't know what to tell you, dude. Yeah, it's like got hit. Like it
4: felt like make sure like rapping, indie yeah. rock, all into one. It was. Yeah real different though
2: yeah it's different for sure it's got the rap but i'm also i like to pride myself in being what
4: inspired you to like
2: create your own kind of lane i don't i don't i guess i would just say it just kind of comes from my own head it just comes from my own creativity you know like I, i the one thing knowing going into it is like being someone who makes music and wants to make music is a different thing than being someone who wants to make music for people to hear you know because you you, Mm -hmm. I know a ton of musicians who make music record it get everything done to where they could just release it but they don't release it because they're like not that for some reason you know Mm -hmm. so once I kind of got to the point where I was like I want people to hear this in my head I was like I'm gonna just do it different then I'm gonna do it my way I want to do something that no one's ever heard yeah i don't want to be that person where someone listens to it and they're like oh this sounds like fucking kendrick this sounds like mgk yeah, yeah. you know like just some stupid shit yeah. like i always wanted to be saying different things and yeah mashing and mixing you know
4: that's pretty cool
2: yeah have that. i think freedom. that's what
0: catches my attention too because i like bars and you got
3: that and then i also yeah. like the rock and roll like
0: yeah yeah.
3: rhythm and shit like yeah, that thing? shit's
0: so hard yeah i think,
3: I think it kind of lives up to your name like i don't know if anybody searched up the meaning for your name but i did because i never <laughs> heard those words before and it was kind of dope i i learned that the meaning of dope was like someone who's kind of chill and super creative in their work and really th-
2: yeah and i think <laughs> no way <laughs> i didn't even up, fucking know that that's sick yeah. like, i know yeah. you coal miner down. though right <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're a coal miner, dude. You you working like hard, so you're, those, like
3: you're working music. hard for
4: those beats, I would say.
3: So. For sure, dude. Thank you, man. Fuck yeah. 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 How did
2: you yeah. come up, though?
4: Like, what's your whole story?
2: How did I come up with the name?
4: Like, music in general.
2: Music in general? Um, <clears throat> that was, I, I, I guess I would say, like, that was always the thing that made me feel the most alive, I guess, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The thing I was called to. Like, I didn't make music till later on in life but i was always that kid like i remember i couldn't sleep without listening to music when i was like eight so like my parents got me an ipod with headphones and they and like they would they only let me listen to christian music so they were like they downloaded all the songs and put it on there and i would just sit there and just listen to it And i'm like this is so fucking cool but then eventually i got into nwa and shit, and i was like listening to you know they they, they don't know about that now so um But yeah, I was putting on all the stuff that I grew to love. And then um, my dad was also a drummer. So he drummed in bands and Uh, we always had a drum kit downstairs. So that's what I started on. So like instead of sitting there and trying to learn a piano, like I'm sure like any of us could sit down at a piano and be like, fuck dude like (laughs) you you can't spend longer than 10 minutes because your attention spans like that but all of us could sit at a drum set and just fucking go crazy you know (laughs) so that was it was the perfect storm you know to get into it i guess um but yeah started from there uh started playing drums and was like oh i can kind of make the shit i'm hearing now like i can you know this gives me almost an even greater feeling than listening to something someone else made um and then from there I kind of got bored of the drums. I was like, I want some melody. Um, and this is probably when I was 10. And then right around 12, I ordered a ukulele. Mm. And then learned to play, you know, all my favorite, like the some Jason Mraz. I was learning Jack Johnson and shit, like, trying to sing. <laughs> um, put that down. I always played basketball my whole life, so I was super serious doing the AAU shit. Um Later on, I was like, know, oh, fuck, ukulele! There's only four strings. It kind of sissy-looking instrument." <laughs> I was like, "You fuck that. Let me get an electric guitar." So I think it was like my thirteenth or fourteenth birthday. My dad took me. We got an electric guitar. Um, started to play that. Started to get really into it. Got an acoustic. I was like, "Wow, yeah, cool." um And then was kind of just always decent at guitar. I was just kind of like a campfire guitarist. Never thought about making real music. I'd written a couple songs. Trash um i think like my first song i ever wrote was like it was called like game winning shot or something it was just about <laughs> basketball it was like i shoot the three and that shit goes in you know <laughs> terrible terrible and then um uh i did i never really thought anything of it and then right before covid started i met this kid sterling um and he because i come from golden colorado man like small town no musicians I didn't know anyone who did music so there was never that person to look at and be like oh that's sick like let me kind of get into this I never knew how to I didn't know you could even like record music in your bedroom type shit. I met this kid who'd been doing it and he's like, uh when I met him like somewhat shy like didn't want to rap on his own beats didn't want to you know be the artist he was always like I love producing I just don't know anyone to fucking produce with so that was kind of the perfect storm man and then we get together and i start like freestyling and rapping on this beat and like it was all rap back then um kind of got into it started to do it and then after doing it you know for 3 months i was like this is sick i i really fuck with this and then covid comes around and um we thought that I was going to put a hold on it but my but i was dude i was not fucking with covid like especially out there in Colorado, my parents were like, the only person you're allowed to see is Sterling. And Sterling's parents are like, the only person you're allowed to see. And this is like hard lockdown. So I essentially lived at his house and we like lived in the studio, mm-hmm. just making shit and just like getting slowly better and better. And I'll play you, I'll, I'll play you guys later, or I don't know if you want to hear it on this, like first couple songs. Oh man, terrible. <laughs> That's, yeah. But then I started to get into it, man. I started to really like it. And then we dropped an EP and um some people in the town and around us were like yo this is kind of sick like he's starting to do shit and then i kind of got more and more into it and um college came around i had no idea what i was going to do i applied to you know however many schools i was never the you know sit in a classroom and regurgitate shit type of dude so um i knew i wasn't going to go to a big school i knew i wanted a degree but i didn't i i would like didn't know what i was gonna do had a friend who lived out in california and he was like dude it's sick like this would be a good place for you to make music um moved out here just took the risk and then once i got out here it's like everything changed bro it's like my skill level two years ago almost like a year and a half when i moved out here based on where i'm at now exponentially like different you know getting out here meeting musicians being able to play, people who can really, really, really produce your shit, other musicians that have different ideas, and um, it just takes your skill level to another thing. And that passion grew and more and more and more. And you know, now I am where I am, and it's getting more and more. But I guess that's kind of a quick run through of the origin. Yeah, it's
4: pretty cool. How did you meet people though when you came out here? Who was our first person that you met that led that led to? a whole more people
2: his name's Micah wilson bro okay. he's uh he's my fucking roommate now okay. he lives here so i met you're, him in you're colorado or
4: your bass guy
2: we produced a couple songs together he, he produces he's really good um i met him and then realized he lived out here and then when i was looking for a spot moving out here he was like yo dude like i'm looking as well i know this kid sam who's now also lives with us he's the bassist in my band and we've produced a ton of tracks together um got introduced to them and then once i moved here at that time they both went to los angeles college of music so i mean that's a that's a pretty you know high level music school like kids move from all over the world i've met kids from mongolia and india and every like just anywhere you can think of. Go to that school to do music because they're just like prodigies mm. and i'm coming from a place i'm the only person that plays guitar you know i didn't know anyone so now i meet all these people that are just ridiculous bro um met them quick started to form shit work with new people and um it was humbling at first you know because i'm like oh yeah i'm the shit you know i think i'm good at guitar and then i'm terrible like i'm <laughs> still like i'm way better than i i was when i first moved here but like still compared to like the other kids that are out here they're crazy you guys saw my guitarist david yeah, ridiculous bag, bro wow. throw that shit behind his back he'll play it with his tongue sometimes what? I like it was i was
3: cool doing that shit in rock band in of them. Yeah, bro. I and i was like huh uh-huh. with yeah. the real guitar? seriously
2: bro So like i'm coming from a place where i'm like playing covers and playing well, i only know four chords to meeting these people you know and being like dude like give me some tips and working with them and shit so it goes fast and it's it's been a blink of an eye the last year and a half but so much has happened it's cool meeting all kinds of people um learning so much trying all different types and genres of music i mean i've done bossa nova i've done jazz reggae everything just coming from making shitty hip-hop beats sounding like (laughs) kids poetry over just like a you know to now just like really cool shit man so it's a it's a journey it's cool though
0: so moving into the to this place right with two other guys micah and sam you said Mm -hmm. did you guys move in knowing oh we're gonna create a band or how did that work
2: not at all um we moved in i moved in knowing like these two guys are producers Mm. and hopefully they'll produce for me and we can make sick music. And that's kind of how it was when it first started. Um, but I started making music with Sam and he was the first person that I'd worked with that was like really like a multi instrumentalist, like Sam will play anything. Like Sam Mm -hmm. could sit there, piano, bass, guitar, drums, anything. So he really brought that live instrument feel into like my mind to be like oh this is totally possible we can do this because before you're just hitting drum pads and playing synths and kind of all digitally making it happen um so then i was like oh we can make some cool shit because now i finally had a way to make rock music because i didn't know how to make rock music before that i knew how to kind of play guitar but being able to produce and make rock music is a whole nother world so he opened that up and i was like oh this is sick so we started to make music under my name that had the capability to be played live so then through that i met this other kid benton who's now our drummer um he's also from colorado and i'm like hey like i i you know what up i'm call your dope i'm an artist like made friends with him would you be willing to play drums for my band like it's just gonna be under call your dope though you know all my own shit. and he's like yeah yeah fuck it um and then we met david same thing so we were playing around all this live music that that we were writing and like they were adding their own shit to it at that point. Um, And this is kind of the early stuff. Um, We did that for like six months. It was really fun. But then it got to a point where it's like, why, you know, why are we still just doing this just under my name? Mm -hmm. You know, like this is a, it's a collective thing. You know, at that point they're adding everything. We're writing songs together. It's like, all right, fuck it. Let's make this into a band. Um, Once we made that into a band, which is Mad Eye Moody for all of you out there um then it started to get crazy because then they were all like all right i'm in you know because it, it, when you're just playing for someone else you can't you're not that emotionally attached to it you're not that like
4: yeah you know you
2: true. you don't have that creative freedom as yeah. much as you think and you're not dedicated to it so once that switch flipped like we've now been a band for six months now and we already got a record deal. We got the sponsorship, everything like shit just started to move quick because they're incredible musicians. And then so once that kind of all came together, that uh, I mean, life's crazy right now.
4: (laughs) How do you balance your own career with the band's career?
2: It's not as hard as I thought it was going to be because they are two entirely different realms of creativity in parts of my brain, which is really nice, because, um, like, for example, with the band, um, we work on stuff together, and, and, like, Dave will bring us a guitar progression. He's like this, you know, let's do something over this, and then Sam will bring in a bass line, and I'll add my guitar over it, and we'll all be like, okay, but... You know, what if this progression went like this and changes it? And then it's equally four people working on one piece of music in a rock sense. Yeah. Whereas all of my own stuff now has shifted to all self-produced. I learned how to produce myself through being out here. Everything, I was like, fuck it. Like, I want to teach myself and learn how to produce so that I can fully understand who I am as a musician. Because it's one of the craziest feelings in the world when what your product is what that art is is 100% you no one else has touched it like it's all 100% raw from your brain creativity so that's kind of like therapeutic so that's yeah. my own side so it's like I can be doing all this band shit you know writing songs working on 5 a week but you know if I have a couple hours in my room I can sit there and just work on that by myself and that it's it's really nice to be able to have those two different things and they're two pretty different sounds yeah. which is nice um so that's i, I don't know that's kind of how i balance it i treat that like therapy and this like a uh, cooperative thing yeah, it's pretty
0: cool. so with your own music do you create the beats from the live instruments and then loop it i guess and then put it all together or are you just doing all the like piano stuff
2: it depends track by track but I'd say 90% of the time, it's all me instrument, like instrumentally, it's all me. The other 10% of the time is a sample, you know? So like, I'll find a, you know, a drum sample that I like and have that. But if it's not that, then it's me programming the drums or playing drums and whatnot. But um, yeah, all of the instruments, um, mixing vocals, of course, like uh, just 100% of what you're hearing is, me, which is cool. Yeah, coming up too. but yeah. there's songs that I have released right now, like Pennies, Pink Punk, Cupid, Grand Prize. Those are the four songs that I've produced and released and worked on Those with other people. You. Oh, other people. Yeah, all okay. the other songs are all me. Okay. And then now everything I'm releasing since then is all me. Um, but I actually just started working with this producer, Big Man. He signed a Nice Life, which is uh, Lizzo's label. He's a okay. producer fucking crazy he's so sick oh we just made two songs the other day i'll show you after yeah. so far so how do you meet him i met him through this thing called green tea you guys heard of that no i haven't it's like this uh kind of it's this studio that puts on events every once in a while they're called sunday sounds mm-hmm. and they have like a lineup of artists and it's kind of this outdoor festival they have brands pull up you know food trucks it's kind of just this like big outdoor networking event mm-hmm. slash party. That's cool. Um, and you pull up and you meet really cool people. Like, I've, I've, I've met a ton of really cool talents and uh actors. I met the chick that gets fucked by Lil dicky in the opening <laughs> episode. Have you guys watched Dave? Yeah, yeah. Bro, her, <laughs> I, don't wanna throw, I, I won't say her name or anything. But, oh. Shit. Uh, yeah, we met her and then, like, we became friends. And she played at the club once because she's also kind of a musician, but met her and, like, we were like friends kind of. And then watched the opening scene of, like, Dave, you, know, you probably know what I'm talking about. And I'm like, holy shit. That's weird.
1: Oh my God, she's getting railed by a little
2: Dick yeah. in That's the flesh. So um, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but yeah, you meet, you meet a ton of cool people. I had a manager for a while. His name's Ace, Ace Brav. He's a really, really cool guy. That didn't work out, but um, you just meet really cool people. So that's where I met him. And then we kind of just, like, bonded. and We've been working together. He's a really cool guy. So, yeah. How do you decide your moves in terms of, like, you um,
4: hiring a manager or you choosing to, you know, produce your own music by yourself?
2: How do you decide all that? Um, it's a lot of kind of thinking things through trying to predict the future as much as you can because yeah. you can and one thing you learn through that is you can never predict the future but yeah. just trying to go through a door that has the most open doors behind it you know um like it's also kind of staying true to yourself and uh, just predicting the end product like my decision to produce on my own was that um I want to be making music that's true to me. Yeah. I want to be making music that I'm 100% happy with. And um, I get to say what I want to say. And like, regardless of what anyone thinks, it's like something that I can fully be like, yeah, this is fucking me. I don't care what you think about it. Like, if you love it, then I love you, you know, but this is something that's 100% me. So that's kind of that decision. But as far as like signing to the label or, you know, with management and stuff, it's just like, weighing how much you're giving and how much you're gonna get so it's you know when it's on that side when it's leaning in the favor of how much you're gonna get and opportunities and how many doors are gonna be open through that decision that's um kind of how you make it but being an artist nowadays and living out in la trying to make it it's like heavy decisions Mm, every week you know like you, you it feels like you have to make the right decision every decision you know it's like you feel like everything has to be right because it's such a rarity to make it in this industry you know and and so trying to do that that's that would be insane but um nothing comes lightly
4: yeah well in your eyes well what would you say what would you say is the the outcome of you made it what would that be
2: Playing Red Rocks. Okay. So Red Rocks is it's a venue in Golden that I grew up at. It's a famous mm-hmm. venue. Um, it's the it is like the most famous venue in the world, essentially. It's it's in these rocks and it, it won the number one venue in the world so many times that they just named the award the Red Rocks yeah. Award. So I grew up seeing shows there and it's you know, twenty 000 to thirty thousand people. So, yeah. you know, I you know like those big names, like I saw Juice World there. Yeah, um nice. that's if you're playing Red Rocks, you're also making millions of dollars and going on tour yeah. and you know. So that's kind of the thing that's like if I'm fucking playing Red Rocks, I made it. You know, if I can yeah. if I can take care of my family, if I can move my mom out and buy her a house, you know, make sure everyone's yeah. good, then I made it, you know. Like Yeah. Yeah.
4: So as you right now your why or your goal is to achieve that
2: at yeah. The moment yeah yeah nice. awesome. i want to i mean i want to it's not all about the like material things i mean ultimately yeah. the reason i got into music is because i love it and the way it makes me feel and the way i've seen it make other people feel yeah. um and ultimately i just want to make stuff that people can connect to and people yeah. that thoroughly enjoy and maybe it can help someone through something I know you, I've seen a million artists say that but it's fucking true like yeah. that's another thing of making it is knowing that you impact people and you have people that like genuinely love that art for what it is um, so that's kind of one of the reasons that's the goal kind of right now is to really make something that people can connect to, not something that is trending on TikTok, not you know a famous sound that people are just, nya, 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 you yeah, know, yeah. like, I wanna make shit that like would like make someone fucking cry or like yeah. something that like feels like their sacred song, like something that's so good to someone that they don't wanna show other people, like, you know, like <laughs> gatekeeping type of music, you know, yeah. like cult fan base type yeah. shit.
0: I think that, you're doing a pretty cool. good job though. because uh, When we went to your show the other night, yeah. There's multiple people singing every single yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. People going people going crazy in dude, the wash pits Thank you, like, bro. What the fuck <laughs> is this? I'm about to get punched in my face. A right <laughs> right. Yeah, dude. It's a crazy feeling. But I man. think you're doing a really good job in that sense. And uh I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. I think you'll be fine, especially with that type of vision, you know?
3: Yeah. So
0: Keep so doing like what that. you're doing, man. man and you said you already you had you
3: sponsors at the show. Yeah, went to last time. How do you? How are you able to pick up sponsors? Um What's your process?
2: That was literally just right place, right time. Mm. Honestly, um, a lot of it could be done through marketing and you know having a presence on social media and whatnot. But um, that was just like we know, we've developed a really good relationship with the owner of that club which is the club that now we're like kind of the house band at and we help set up events and whatnot and we play there all the time and um he's a successful businessman and he has a vision as well and he knows people that are also really successful so he brought him in and he's like i have these kids that are like they i mean that like their belief in us is tremendous like we appreciate them so much man they give us so many opportunities so he brought him in and he's like yo we we think that you would really like these guys and so they came in to see a show and meet us and shit and it all went well they really liked us we liked yeah. them we were playing like this uh it's called liar it's like this chinese dice game okay. um drinking shooting is that what the, the shit. dice were at the tennis? yeah, oh, yeah. Shit. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy so they ne- they never um expect you know the like super american english-speaking kids to be like (laughs) you want to play this like you know this game so if you you start playing that with someone that's from china like they immediately love you and we learned that when we first started being there so we were playing with him before and then they saw us play and they were genuinely like wow like we really you know enjoyed this and we want to we want to hook you guys up um so they kind of like at one point he just like gave me his phone with like the website of the company and he's just like damn damn, song. add yeah. to cart dude and so that that's that's how that one happened but how they make you feel crazy <laughs> yeah. crazy like we i mean we don't i don't have all the money in the world man like i'm fucking broke as shit i can't afford to just get gear like whenever i want um so in order to meet someone like that and have a company that that's like so widely respected to really believe in us and want to help us out that's unreal unreal like the all the feelings i've had in the last two months have just been yeah ridiculous i think that's Dude. sick as fuck
3: yeah that's sick as fuck. getting it's it's sent so, free guitars and pedals yeah, yeah. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> yeah. fuck yeah that's because it's still guitar. so early for you too
0: Like you're talking about like, oh, we've been doing it for a year and a half, two years, but that's still like we've been a band for six months. Yeah, that's we haven't even released a single song as a
2: band yet. Oh, for real? Yeah, Yeah. we have nothing released. (laughs) Shit. Damn. Yeah. 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 And we just like had the right people see us and find us and be like, Oh shit, like we gotta hop on this early. Like
0: So how did you find the club?
2: Um we were uh a little rowdy one night <laughs> and we were like man like fuck this like because it's in san gabriel like we're in san gabriel right now and we're like the nightlife here's trash bro like <laughs> there's nothing to fucking do and then we look it up we're like all right let's just look at if they have clubs here and then uh, we found this place called janghu bistro and we were like, oh shit, like what is that? And we pull up and it's just a restaurant. Like, I'm sure you guys pulled up and we're like, What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Uh, That's pretty cool though. It's honest. right, right. And so we were super confused and we walk in and it's just this crazy ass club. Yeah. Um, and that was on like a Saturday night where it's popping, like it's mm. packed out, you know. Um, and they're playing house music, everyone's just raving. Uh, we're like, This is sick, like this is really cool. We had no idea about it. Um And we didn't even think about playing there for the first, you know, four or five times going. We were just like, this is a sweet party spot. We love it. Um, And up tabs and not knowing anyone. (laughs) And we were like, no one, not not many people in there speak English because it's Mm. a Chinese club. So it's hard to communicate with people. And then one night we showed up like really drunk and we were like, yo this stage is sick like let's just fucking play something like don't tell anyone let's just run up and like play (laughs) one of our songs and see what they do and then like went to go do that and then saw the engineer like what are you guys doing and then we're like oh we want to play a song and he's like what do you mean like are you in a band and we're like yeah 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 and uh so then i was like yeah we want to play here so bad like holy shit you know just like You know, when you're a little faded and you're leaning (laughs) on people and talking in their face super intensely. And somehow he didn't think I was a weirdo. And um, then, you know, I showed him my Instagram. And then, like, he followed me and whatever. Night goes, we go home. And I wake up the next morning and the owner of the club is like, hey, what's up? My name's Chief. Like, I want to, like, I – my – marketing manager and engineer like said that they like your music and that they would like you to play a show here. Um would you like to, you know, have a meeting and talk about it? And I was like, Yeah, sure. Yeah. What's up? He's like, all right, I will I typically have my meetings over golf, tennis, or drinks. (laughs) And I was like, I'll take the third option. So I literally just go meet with this guy. Like just me and him and the club owner at his house and we work out a deal that could have t- you know it could have been over text he could have been like yeah let's have you play here you know this is the deal but it's so they're so cool man they're so genuine and um generous and so i go there and he has like he's got all this food lined out and he's like you know like here do you, do you want something to drink do you want something to eat like and we're just hanging out like on some cool genuine shit. so um we worked out the deal to play halloween just one night to see how it goes and they paid us um. then after the deal was done and we shook hands, he was like, let's party. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, just invite whoever. Oh, I'm going to invite people too. And we're like, I was just sitting there like, okay. So I called the <laughs> band. I called the homies. They all pull up. He calls a bunch of homies. And then all of a sudden, we just, m- just met this guy, made the deal, and we're just like in his backyard just Fuck yeah. getting lit. And then we played that first show. And then once they saw us play, they were like, bro, uh will you be the house band like we'll pay you whatnot um we want you to play here like we we want you to help bring people in and so then that's kind of how that started and then it's cool so
0: you do these events every thursday is what you said right
2: yeah it's we plan them every thursday we don't end up playing every thursday
0: so where do you find all the artists to perform
2: just being a nuisance on social media (laughs) yeah every every TikTok you see or whatever the algorithm gives you you just i literally have a copy and pasted like (laughs) invitation like you know and i'll just be like all right fuck it and message them and you know sit there and you message 10 and three of them will be like yeah yeah i'm down yeah i'm in the area like and then you kind of just plan from there but setting up the events is it's a lot of work Mm -hmm. but it ends up being worth it in the end it's cool
0: That is cool because you have brought in some pretty good talent too. Yeah. Like uh the first show I went to, those two girls that were rapping were fire.
2: Yeah. The first girl I saw. Eight oh eight sounds, bro. Is
0: that who it was? Yeah. Eight oh eight sounds. That's uh yeah, that's who
2: that was. The yeah. And then the the second
0: one was Jay Anders.
2: Yeah, Jay Anders. The girl before that. Oh, more who is more? maybe i think yeah maybe her yeah she's sick but they were both like dope. super lyrical boom yeah, bap yeah, yeah, rap yeah, type yeah, shit bro yeah. she's fire yeah yeah
0: and then that one band uh billy what is it billy yeah. on and campus billy on they're campus fire, they were man. good dude, dude i know fire, they're
2: sick man. i haven't listened to any of their music yet
0: i'm not gonna lie but their performance was hilarious. yeah but, yeah
2: he's got good energy but we, he, it, yeah, yeah
0: the energy yeah, like, a little they're a lot fun. Uh, yeah. stand-up comedy too yeah for sure dude yeah yeah so i think that's cool as fuck that you find just random people Mm -hmm. copy and paste the invitation Mm -hmm. and then they end up being cool and they get followers the same way as right it's it's
2: it's nice to help put people on especially in los angeles yeah like we were playing around you know west hollywood la all those places Mm -hmm. and you don't make shit like we didn't we played for six months and we probably played 30 40 shows not a single one paid you know, because they have they have these agreements where once you sell $200 worth of tickets at $10 a ticket, so you have to sell 20 tickets, mm-hmm. which for someone starting out like that's not that oh, easy, yeah. you know, Um, you're not making money, you're not making anything. You're just giving them free entertainment. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how it is pretty much everywhere. So then now that we work at jong and they let us deal with the budgets and shit and mm-hmm. figure out and be like able to pay these artists, have them, you know, so. That's an incentive for them and be able to hook it up and be like, yeah, we got a good club and you can bring your people out and also make money. Like, mm-hmm. that's really cool. Yeah. I really like that aspect of it. And we meet dope people too.
4: Hell yeah. 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 The place was dope though. Like, the the vibes there in terms of like the art there and the what, music was cool. What did that mm-hmm. sign say about COVID? Oh, uh, I forgot. Eat dick. Yeah yeah
0: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That was, I that we, was we walked out, and on the way out, we're like, what the fuck? We didn't see this on the way out. <laughs> Yeah. Gosh,
2: I know, dude. There's so much cool shit there. Just random little. Yeah. You know, the, I
0: think the vibe there is really sick i mean it's the first club i've been to but super unique you won't find another one like that
2: i guarantee it i've
4: been to clubs like that place is like unique yeah Mm -hmm. so they had the stage there the
0: whole time before you guys started playing there Mm -hmm.
2: yeah because they have their house bands that Uh, perform in chinese so like they they have you know um they have live bands come play there on their main nights but they didn't have anyone for third when we met them they were only open friday saturday and then i think sunday maybe not but through meeting them they opened up a full day to have us play you know so then they they started opening thursday friday saturday sunday you know so then that was kind of their um, way to try and get in like the the younger demographic Mm -hmm. you know the more like places from outside of san gabriel because san gabriel has the highest population of chinese people in the world outside of china yeah so like that's, the that's bringing facts. in the di- that's facts.
4: oh shit Roland Heights is like has a lot of people. It's like all Chinese
2: stores too. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, like this entire area because Roland Heights is just right yeah, there. Yeah, so what's you know, at the Mongolia. Hawaiian
0: supermarket? We saw it on the shit. way here. We're like, what the fuck do they? See Pineapples there? and shit. Pineapples, like tropical. Been, shit? Oh, you have never been there? <laughs> 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 it's <an> educated guess.
3: <laughs> Pineapples yeah. and ukuleles. Yeah, bro. and the fucking the seafood. Yeah, and sushi. Yeah. Tushis fire. <laughs>
0: going backwards a little bit. So you signed the label and I remember the first night I met you in person, you were saying how like, it's cool because you get to do a lot more stuff, but you also said that there's guidelines. So like, how does that kind of like weigh out? I'm allowed to do more, but restricted more as well.
2: Um, I would say, like, the restrictions aren't the restrictions that you would think. Like, I wouldn't now use the vocab, like, that same word. I wouldn't use restrictions. I would just say, like, there's, you know, a creative, like, there's a a blueprint, kind of, you know, like, how to record and, like, let's do it this way because this is kind of like the, the industry standard way and this is how you do it. Which is great for us, you know. It, but the really cool thing about this, it's like an indie development label. They don't touch any of the creativity. It wasn't like they're like, okay, bring us, you know, six demos and we'll pick the best one. You know, we'll pick the one that we think is the most commercial. They're like, you just fucking choose. We don't care. We like, we love all of your music. Just choose whichever one. Album art, choose whatever you want, whoever you want to do it, you know, like I, I, picked my homie back from colorado that's an amazing artist um they're like yeah you just grab him to do it bam you know and then our like creative like visual team is just our homies that shoot music videos Mm -hmm. and stuff so it's like it's really cool it keeps it in the fam and it it's all like they don't touch any of the creativity like which is cool yeah
0: so how much more it was like Brought to the table once you sign the deal. Just budget. Just
2: budget. Just budget and um, reach. Okay. You know, because we can't read we don't have that reach. You know. What do you mean by that? Like, like the other artists on their label. You know, oh, three million okay. followers, type shit. You know. Okay. Damn. Linking with them, playing shows with them. You know, oh, okay. all that kind of stuff. Meeting, networking, all the people. Like, yeah, that helps a lot too. Yeah, right. They got connections yeah. with, you, you know, Universal, Atlantic, whatnot. Is that just, how you're living
0: right now? Like you're living off of music, playing music, yeah, bro. making music? That's yeah. Dope. That's dope. It's paying school? right. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That is dope. Yeah.
2: I mean, I still do like I help with like a moving company okay. on the side just to get other gigs, but mm-hmm. um yeah, just mostly music, man. It's it, like finally being able to make money off yeah, It's it also crazy. The first that. like check I ever got, I was like, ah, oh, fuck. it's <laughs> over, man. Like, you know, Let's go, dude. Yeah. You
0: uh, had that. I made it feeling right there. <laughs> right.
2: Dude. Yeah. I mean, I think it was like a hundred bucks, but hey, still. Yeah, awesome. yeah, I mean, yeah. Be getting paid and doing that stuff, just based all off like your own brain, like mm. your own kind of art, is ridiculous dude like it's so cool having these people believe in you to just like pay for you to do this shit and just like put you on just because they're like yeah what you have in your head it's ridiculous man it's so crazy crazy. like (laughs) it's so crazy
4: just to do art pretty much right it's cool
2: the coolest thing ever. i'm so fucking grateful man thank the lord bro
4: how did you know that music was that you were good at it Like, what point did you find out that, like, you're like, fuck, like, I'm pretty good at this shit?
2: That's a good question. (laughs) I think part of it helped that I grew up in a place where no one made music. So, like, anything I made was Mm. better than anyone else, you know? (laughs) So, it kind of came with that, like, original type of local being like, okay, like, you know. I, this sounds pretty good i think it also just came from how easy it came initially like yeah it
4: easy in terms of like like um, making it or like no that, easy is in it. like
2: creating it like easy okay. as in like hearing a beat and okay. just like finding out that there was something in me that was kind of in tune with all that to where like i realized like oh i like lyrically like i'm proud of this you yeah. know like i'm able to write shit that i'm like this is tough like i would listen to this yeah. and then the voice came because when i first started squeaky ass voice <laughs> i couldn't sing for shit yeah. so that's i knew i wasn't i knew I, I didn't sound good but in my head i always knew where i wanted to be and what yeah. that sounded like and then i kind of am now still like actualizing that you know yeah. but the first i'd say like what like probably my 20th song I was like okay this is good this is good because I always in my head was like it's gonna be good just waiting on it I never you know was like this is good I never would label it like that but then it finally got to the point where there was one I was really proud of and it it started to live up to this like standard I had in my head and I was like all right this is good yeah and then from there it's kind of just uh believing in in yourself I guess just kind of were you at the time this is like two years ago. Two years ago? I've been doing Holy music shit. for like th- only three years.
4: What the fuck? Yeah. Damn. How old are you now?
2: I'm 20. 20?
4: Oh, yeah. Damn. Oh, shit. Man. You're 20? Yeah, That's dude. Wild. What the Hell fuck? I'm going to assume like 24.
0: Yeah. Really? 23.
2: Yeah. No, bro. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I like low key just turned 22 in January. Damn. Shit. Mm-hmm. January what? 18th. Are you a January baby? No, I'm not. Ah. I just my yeah. birthday
0: was yesterday, actually.
2: Oh fuck yeah, yeah, dude! Happy birthday, bro. Appreciate that, bro. <laughs> I gotta get you something. <laughs>
0: but um, you want to zen? <laughs> no,
2: I'm playing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be dead.
4: What um... did your parents say about the the whole move to come out to Cali? Oh man, were they upset about it?
2: Yeah, well, not a... no. They're like honestly the most supportive people. I fucking love them. Like um it's not it's not i feel like it's parent, it's not like a super easy thing to just like believe in though like regardless of how Uh, supportive you are like um that's not an easy thing for like your kid to be like i want to move to la and do music (laughs) and go to community college and it's gonna take me six years and we're gonna lose you know like it's gonna be expensive and whatnot um but that man they fucking they're the reason I'm here, you know, like their support and their believing in me is um, kind of what got me here. But that never really became like a genuine thing of them being like, yo, I'm proud of you. Like, until, you know, four or five months ago, because I hadn't proven shit, there was no proof in the pudding. I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a fucking rock star. And you know, whatnot, I'm gonna do all this crazy shit, talk the talk, whatever, try and convince them to like, still help me or let let me do this um and so they kind of just like let me go at it i think in their mind they're like we're gonna give them like i don't know a year year and a half before we're like all right come on get serious like life you know uh but i started to fucking prove myself like i started to put the proof in the pudding you know and see show them that i'm serious i'm dead serious about this like this is what i want to do this is what i want my career to be like i'm not fucking lying to you you know and now they see that and like they're like like one of the biggest moments in my whole life recently was like them fully being like yo man like we're proud like you can drop out of school we believe in you like you you we're at a point where we're like you need to give this your all like we want you to give this your all we don't want anything to hold you back because we believe in it in a sense like and that's huge man like that's words can't even describe how like impactful that is to me you know to get that green light and once i got that green light bro like i'm still in school just because i need it um keep the mind sharp whatever have a plan b (laughs) at some point but like dog i'm all in you know once you get that green light it's like them being on board with it so cool. Cause it, it, it's always a concern, you know? Mm-hmm. It's always something that you feel a little weird about.
4: Yeah, okay. what was the proof to them? Like the first check or like now, shows out here?
2: <clears throat> yeah, so they'd never they'd never seen me. They'd never seen me perform. They never really witnessed what I was doing. They'd only kind of seen what I was doing when I lived at home in Colorado. And like, I'll show you guys, uh, it's, you know, you wouldn't be happy with me moving to LA either, bro. (laughs) You'd be like, ah, fuck, you know? So they didn't really know. And I mean, they both live in Colorado, uh, in different places they split, but they separately, I think like my mom came out first, um, and kind of got to see what was going on and to, you know, meet the people i'm working with and stuff and she was like oh like this is kind of serious and then saw a show and was like oh fuck like they didn't even know i could sing they had no idea i I was always like i don't i mean that was cool for them to really see where i'd gotten for sure because the last time they'd seen me do anything like i was like didn't even know my guitar was out of tune Mm -hmm. playing this goofy shit like (laughs) singing terribly you know and then they come see me and i'm like completely different artist like really really kind of showing them what that belief in me being out here working my fucking ass off has become and then they're like oh shit and then the label shit happened and they're like oh shit and then i started getting paid for it and they're like oh fuck you know <laughs> it's whatever you know and then those kind of milestones hit and then they realize like oh he's in it and they witness how hard i work you know cuz that's one of the things it's like behind the behind the scenes of this life is not easy man like it's a lot of fucking work and i'm sure it's the same like even just with having a podcast like it's a lot of work bro but i think they kind of just saw that respected it they're both blue collar people like hard working um is it blue collar or white collar which which blue-collar, is the one that's like blue-collar. with hands on you yeah. know like my dad paints bumpers for a living oh, type shit you know pretty sure it's
4: blue collar blue collar is like no it's like construction White collar, I think, is like you're like, hand
2: by well, labor work type. Of is it? Shit. I think so. whatever, whichever one whatever is, is the not like the point. business. You yeah, know, we get the point. they're <laughs> like hard workers, bro. They made yeah. they made it all on their own, like they, you know, yeah, like so they get it, you know. Which that's fucking awesome.
0: So speaking about like the hard work, about like, how much time do you spend making music, and where do you grab the creativity to create good music?
2: That's a great question. Um,
0: Where does it, like, all come from?
2: It comes from life. It comes from trying to describe and put out what experiences you've faced and seen in life, you know, because all creativity comes from experience, in my opinion, you know. and what you've heard and what you enjoy and influences and all that. But I think mostly it's just um, all stems from like, the reason I got into music is just the way it makes me feel and the way I see it make people feel. And just like, there's something inside of me that is just like, so like a tide, you know, like it just is so attracted to the idea of making music that, I mean, I'll spend, I don't know, at least three to four hours a day, like, in some sense, making music. Mm -hmm. Um, And the creativity is... It's not something that is, like... It's finite in a certain amount of time. You know, no one is fully able to just make the illest shit all the fucking time. You know, you got to make some trash-ass stuff for that one song that comes so easy. You know, you got to spend... 15 hours working on this one part and not getting anywhere to literally sitting down. Like most of the songs I've released and written and the ones that I'm showing to people are all happened in like an hour, you know, just, but you don't have those moments unless you sit there and just Mm -hmm. get out all the shit, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, So that's kind of what it is. It's also like something that you get, better at as anything you know the more you do it the better you get at it so yeah. i want to be the best i can be so I feel mamba like mentality bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro
0: i feel that because you're like your tiktoks are like i was watching them today you made it be it was a it was like the, the creepy one for halloween or something like yeah. that and you literally just created it right there you're teaching people like oh i'm doing this that uh yeah which i think is important and then at the end, you throw some bars on there and then you're like, Should I release it? Like yeah. just like that. Yeah. It's a quick what one minute clip, yeah. TikTok, and you're like, should I release this song? Yeah. That's all I'm gonna show you. Exactly. I was like, that's hard. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, that like
2: that's one of the songs, like that shit literally took me 20 30 minutes that's to make the whole I'll show you the full song because you only saw the TikTok, yeah. but it's like a full song. Um I'll probably drop it at some point. I'm sitting on so much music right now. I'll show you guys later. This, you know, I only ask you time, about the but...
0: creativity because my favorite line by you is "never get too comfortable like fucking at her parents' house." <laughs> that is so fucking hard. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, bro. Shit
2: ever. That's such a feeling though. You it know, is. like you if you've had a chick. Yeah you know, and that, you know, I had that experience, bro. It's a feeling, dog. It's a real, it's a real thing, bro. The
0: first time I heard that, I was like, holy shit, he's a fucking genius.
2: I'm glad you fucked with that, bro. That's the one thing is like my, like my, with my pet, going back to my parents, bro. Like my mom loves to like, she knows like all the words, but if we're sitting in the, like, I'll sit in the car, which is, this is kind of something that can get annoying. It's like, when you chill with the homie or go sit in the car like they just want to listen to your shit and you're like bro i fucking don't want to listen to this you know like i haven't listened to my last drop since i dropped it type shit because you make it and you sit with it for so long that you kind of get sick of it honestly um but when the shit like that happens my mom's just (laughs) like she'll like for those certain parts like you never get too comfortable like fucking at her parents house she's like nah (laughs) (laughs) um but
4: yeah it's dope
2: thank you bro it's yeah dope.
4: how do you manage like your parents being being gone and colorado and your friends being over there and being here how do you stay sane, bro
2: it's tough um i'm a super nature based person because like growing up there like the outdoors is what oh, yeah. fucking grounds me you know so i have to go get away from just like the industrial world bro like i like there's a mountain over there and that's where i chill right. i just go sit there and do nothing and just vibe in nature and it grounds me that's you know that's you what mean, keeps me keeps keep me saying take off your shirt or you yeah just... bro i get real hippie with it bro i'll be naked yeah. no, <laughs> post up i got a hammock i take it I mean, I like went rafting in the Grand Canyon last summer, all kinds of shit, bro. big hikes, everything. How was that though? Oh, it was crazy. I almost died. That's a fucking story. That so the trip, like the only way you can go inside the Grand Canyon is if you win a lottery. And the only way you can go in it and see the whole thing is if you raft down it because there's not really a shore. So the only people who have actually seen the Grand Canyon ever are people that won a lottery and rafted it. But before time, you know, they could just do it before the what do you government mean, like, it was like, lottery. Lottery. because they don't, the government, it's such a, it's a, it's one of the national treasures, yeah. you know? Um, so the government doesn't want to just open it up like a normal campsite, uh-huh. you know, have dumbasses just trash shit. the place. Like when you go, you have to take out all of your own shit. Like you can't shit and leave it there. Like, it's like a fucking museum oh, shit. and you also be shit and leave it there. You you can't leave shit. Like, you can't shit in the Grand Canyon and not take it with you. Oh, my God. So, there's, like, no bathrooms or nothing? No, fuck no. You can't can't build down. You can't get down there. You can't, like, walk down there. It's all a natural, untouched world. They only let, like, 2,500 people a year go down there. It's, like, one of the rarest outdoor experiences you can ever do. My dad's been putting in the lottery to try and do it for 18 years. How do you go? Because you get you get when you when you win, you get like eight tickets Ooh. for a rafting trip. So you won the lottery. We won the lottery. What Crazy. The like millions of people put in, 2,500 go every year. Um, but the thing is, is it's so dangerous too. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> high water, that's like uh, the most intense water in at least America. Okay. you know, like normal rafting, it goes from one to five. The Grand Canyon goes from one to ten. Um so like out, out of I think like almost 30 people died this summer. Holy the shit, summer I went. Um, which is crazy. Like the only person I know in the world that had done it before me had one of their best friends fall out of the raft and just get sucked 100 feet and just die right That's there. that deep. Oh yeah, it's dude, it's crazy. The rocks down there are like 6 billion years old. Yeah. It's insane. it's a mile down, bro. I know that. It's like it's a crazy. There will be parts where it's like super thin. A mile up and the only real like sunlight you'll get is when the sun's up there. It's it's a fucking experience. It's two and a half weeks. No service, nothing. That's cool. It's you live and you live out of your rafts. Everything you have to like set up and plan for. Like it was like the most like organized planning shit ever. Like one of the craziest experiences. So how does the raft
0: work? How do you get down there? It floats. But see, is it it like, so is it like a, is it going down
2: slowly or is it like a drop? No, that shit's crazy, bro. So you go down and you have like, you have a map and it shows you where the river goes. And it also shows you the number. So it'll be like, all right, you got two twos within a hundred yards and then a hundred yards down, you have an eight that drops you know and because it's all downhill so the size of the rapid is like how fast it drops and how the water is getting pushed in you know so like the tens they're you know 15 16 foot waves like what you would see at the beach but 25 of them in a row and you're on an 18 foot raft just (laughs) just literally (laughs) the scariest shit ever um so that yeah that's that's kind of how it doesn't get down there easy everything needs to be waterproof every like You only take what you need type shit. Like we had, you know, coolers. Like you have to ration your food, your water. We ran out of water halfway through because naturally you just can't take enough water. So you have to filter it and like not get that much, you know. Um, What
0: made you want to do that?
2: Just kind of how I was brought up, man. Like my dad is a super outdoorsy guy. Like that guy is camping, hunting, doing something, fishing every weekend of his life every weekend so like growing up in the mountains like i grew like i grew up you know where houses are miles apart you know Mm -hmm. you're in the mountains it's that's what you do so it's kind of just how i was raised just out doing that kind of stuff but it was also like hearing about it and knowing how big of a feat and a task that would be was like something in me was like i gotta prove to myself i can do that you know Impactful as hell, man, it was really fucking cool,
0: he said it was two and a half weeks, so yeah, like you're camping next to the river,
2: yep, so you pull off. do you have to find camping spots and pull off and you camp and you do a day and whatnot, but like no shower, no yeah. service, anything How do you crazy, so it it ends, so like the the Grand Canyon kind of it's like it starts where it's kinda there's not really a canyon, it's oh, kind of cool. flat. Yep. and then you go and then it's miles and miles and then for two weeks then fuck. it levels out That's and people fuck. can actually get to you because when you're in here no one can get to you yeah.
1: Yeah. like there's
2: certain parts like you die and you have to throw them on the raft and raft them down you like have to take the body well wow. oh shit. <laughs> yeah because and, and also like the you have to have a sat phone to communicate with anyone we didn't have was fucking sat phone we just like raw dogged it um But if you did need to call like a service helicopter, which is really rare that one can get to you, it's a couple hundred grand, you know. So you can't really do shit, bro. (laughs) Yeah. And so the uh, I I don't know what what our times looking like, but like the full story of how I almost died is fucking like ridiculous. I can give you a I can give you a brief version of it. it. Yeah, let's hear it. All right. So (laughs) there's this um. I guess it starts with like, I was on the sticks. So like I'm rafting and there's this like zigzag part. And there's these things called eddies, which is where the water's going so fast down, but there's so much surface area of the water that the water has to replace itself. So it just creates this whirlpool Hmm. that if you get stuck in that, it just holds you there and you can't, it's really, really hard to get out. So I got stuck in an eddy and I'm spinning around, and I'm like, you just wearing yourself out. It's such a workout, and um, it the water is so strong that it just snapped my oar like a toothpick. So I'm like, oh. that oar is gone, and now you have no level. You can't go straight. It just you can only have right, you know? <laughs> so, or left. You know, I'm like. Ah, ah slams me into a wall within 15 seconds breaks the second one so now i got no steering anything um and then luckily there's a there's our second boat so you go with two boats and that's our whole group our second boat was ahead of us they saw it they got us a rope and got us to shore but now we're stuck we don't have any fucking rat like we have one more oar and you can't finish the grand canyon with one more oar. what do we like we can't we can't get out. We would just have to send it. And then luckily there's like every couple hours you'll see another group or every, you know, once a day you'll see one or two other groups. So we had to wait there for another group and beg them and gave them our literal like credit card and was like, okay, when you get off, charge this for this ore type shit like how much is it? we need it Yeah, I don't know, it was, I don't know how much the ore was 800 bucks or something it worth it, though. so worth it we were gonna die <laughs> if we oh, fucking yeah. did not you know yeah. but <laughs> this oar is all short and skinny and shit oh. so Ooh. one of the oars is like <laughs> a totally different vibe and feel and you need them to be equal <laughs> so then my dad's like alright you're not rafting anymore not anymore I rafted plenty the rest of the trip but right now like I was kind of shook bro I was like fuck pissed like worried um so he starts rafting and we get to this one called bedrock and bedrock is like the most dangerous rapid on the whole canyon and um so it's like the river goes like this and then there's this huge sharp as hell rock in the middle that splits it and the right side's kind of like a quick drop and out that's where you want to go it's still dangerous but you want to go there and the left side is like have you seen surfs up Yeah, You know, the graveyard, like the super sharp (laughs) part where there's shit just sticking up. It's that Uh, with heavy ass rapids going in. So we're going into bedrock and my dad can't get right because we don't have the fucking right oars. (laughs) And (laughs) (laughs) we hit the front rock. And as soon as we hit the front rock, it just flips. And I'm in the front and we're starting to go. I see us starting to go left. I look down. There's a whirlpool and that shit goes down like 100 feet. Drop right into that and I'm hanging onto this thing called the chicken wire, which is like not real fucking rope. It's just little skinny ass rope that hold that like just is aesthetic on the boat. <laughs> and so I'm holding on to this shit and like just getting ragdolled. Cause this is at 26,000 cubic feet per second water. Like, you know, like my body's just stranger <laughs> things Vecna getting yeah. fucked in this like, <laughs> Underwater, it's pitch black. I can't breathe. It's loud as hell. You know cold and i'm underwater 20 seconds goes by i'm freaking out i'm like oh fuck like i know where we're going through too i'm like worried i'm gonna get stabbed or lose a leg or some shit and then i'm like fuck like i gotta get out And i pull myself to try and get out of the water boom like hit a cooler and i was like oh fuck try to pull out again and i'm stuck under the raft because the raft's flipped and it's like you know hollowed out so i'm stuck under it in my life jet like vest is pushing me up under it so i'm stuck under the wrap i can't get out i'm like drowning you know 50 seconds go by i haven't breathed i'm losing it bro like in my mind i'm just convinced i'm fucking dead this is not even a year ago too like um <laughs> and then tried to get out tried to get out i felt the uh, the water start to chill out i'm like okay we made it through I was finally able like out of desperation like life before my eyes everything like you know everything's ringing boom finally get to water get to breathe and my eyes are open but i couldn't see anything it's all you know almost died (laughs) get pulled back under you know come back up i'm looking and the other people in our group are like where's your dad because it's just him and i on the raft and i'm like oh fuck like he just if he just went through the same shit i went through like there's a good chance like he didn't fucking make it he and then they're like go look for him so i'm willingly going back into the situation i was just in to look for him and i can't find him under the raft and i have no air to like be down there longer than five seconds at that point no and then um so i get back up and i'm like he's not here you know and the raft's just going down the river and we still had a week and a half left and so it's upside down. We're going down. I go down. You know, it gets another guide boat was down there. Eventually, they pulled us off. People, I'm like, dude. At this point, I'm tweaking, bro. Like, I'm like, my dad just died. I almost just died. I don't know if we can make it the rest of the trip. Um, whatnot. I'm sitting there. People are like hugging me and shit. The rest of our group comes down. My dad's best friend's there. He's with us. He's literally crying on my shoulder, like, I'm so sorry, type shit, like, wild. And so I'm just numb as fuck, like, no emotions, just, like, you know, sitting there, just nothing going on. Um, we don't know where he is And the guide boats, like, the guy, one of the – because there's no, like, firemen EMTs down there. It's just other average Joes, but they're, like, we're going to try and launch a mission to go get him because they had an engine on their boat that they could get upstream because you can't get upstream with your paddles um so he's like what does your dad look like so i can like identify the body type shit so i'm literally telling this guy like oh he's 5'10 like blonde kind of looks like me you know telling him like just hoping he finds like my dad's body and whatnot and then um hour goes by and i'm sitting there like worst dude this is a terrible experience um, and then I see them fucking coming down. I see this just kind of chubby, blonde-headed, hairy fuck like leaned over, and I just like I was like, oh, holy shit started yelling. I'm running around fucking high-fiving people, bro. <laughs> and then like he gets off the water and he's like Ugh. so like he broke the fuck out of his back. Damn. Yeah. So like he got when he got flipped, he got stuck in between the rock and the raft and it was an eddy so that a couple thousand pound raft is just hitting him against this rock you know and um he's underwater too and then eventually he came up and he was able to get on the rock that's in the middle where the oh, raft yeah. had split so he's in the middle of this shit just laying on it like you know and then eventually the people see him and they're like you have to jump back in to get to us so like he had to jump back in and get pulled up and stuff but thank god bro thank the lord that yeah. we're both still here and uh like the rest of the trip was way harder after that man like we were down like our best guy you know um but that was yeah that was that's a very brief version of the story but i made it out with just a few scratches like i should not be here right now you know so that that's also a thing like pulling back to music it's like why not go for it yeah. why not just give it my all you know like fuck it dude you know i shouldn't even be here right now so that's um that was a very impactful moment but
4: yeah so you guys went less than a year ago
2: yeah we went uh last july
4: so, oh wow so he's still kind of hurt
2: yeah up. yeah i mean he yeah he's been recovering for a while he's pretty good now he's a tough motherfucker dude like yeah. that's the toughest guy i know like he's the hardest person to kill in the world like, like <laughs> for real dude he's been through some shit. um but he's good bro he's happy as ever he's like i'll do it again he's like if we won 20. it again i'd fucking go and i'd go too bro like you would do it again i would do it again it's beautiful it's the coolest place on earth not only like a thousand people have been in the last 10 years type shit like it's so rare and so beautiful it's the least light polluted place on earth so you can see the stars oh, the best shit, yeah. it has its entirely own ecosystem that's completely unique to that place mm-hmm. animals species everything that are only there No. Yeah. like it, it's just it's an incredible experience it's like it's life-changing for sure it's hard as hell but it's one of those things you just got to prove to yourself you can do And we kind of know what's up now. We didn't know shit. (laughs) I'd like never been rafting. And then that's what that was one of the crazy things being there is that people were like, dog, like (laughs) I've been rafting for 30 years and I'm scared shitless. Like you have to train for this. And we had no idea, bro. We just like rednecked it, you know, (laughs) (laughs) no, no, (laughs) we literally just sent it, bro. In the goofiest rafts, like our raft, like compared to what the new rafts are, they're self-bailing. They're nice. They have like full systems. Our rafts are like from the 80s, like literally just inner tubes with like a line at the bottom that we had to bail our own water. So like we had one person rowing and one person with a bucket, throwing shit out. Like it was, it was a. yeah. And you had
3: a Nemo raft
2: for sure like one on short and one. Yeah. Short. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell my dad that, that that's funny <laughs> as fuck. Yeah. Oh man. But so to yeah. do
4: it, you bring your own rafts?
2: Yeah, you gotta bring all your own oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So yeah, we brought like but you sleep on cots, you know, but it's so hot, man. It's Arizona. Oh, and oh, and yeah. you know, it's 115 every day going to sleep, <gasps> and you gotta wake up at four thirty, five in the morning. Every morning, and you sleep like I would just you, I'd literally just sleep in my underwear on just a cot, no blanket, anything, just looking at the stars. But one of the cool things out there, kind of cool but also kind of freaky, is that there's a ton of tarantulas, scorpions, and you're supposed to bring black lights because that's how you can see them. Oh, what? And the first night, bro, the very first night. I'm like going to bed and I turn on my headlamp with the black light and around my tent. There's they're literally 15 to 25 scorpions just chilling. Yeah. You just kind of got to step around them. It like, oh, it, it, yeah, it, yeah, that was crazy. I don't sound right. No. I don't. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a different breed. Wow. <laughs> it's Have you done anything else like crazy
2: like that? Like nature? Um, anything, I guess? yeah man a ton of shit i mean like multiple you know like week-long elk hunting trips Damn. you know you go submerge yourself out there and How's calm that? down that's really cool too yeah that's not as dangerous it's yeah. not near as dangerous <laughs> but that's in it's colorado cool, man yeah yeah um you know just, like, cool camping stuff. Like, when I lived there, like, in high school, like, the thing to do is just, like, on the weekends, you and the homies just, like, book it up the mountain and go camp. You know, that's like, cool. my, my my fucking high school had a mountain biking team. We had a skiing what team, the, like.
3: Yeah. Skiing team? Yeah, bro. Like Shit, It's just,
2: like, that. you it's just, I don't know. It's a different place.
3: Yeah. yeah for definitely. For sure. It's cool. Yeah,
2: you grow up with it. Team. So, like, it's, that's kind of just what you do.
4: Yeah. How was that change going from there to here? and being like by the beach too so different man oh
2: my god it's like coming from small town small people like not small people but small town people super nice super genuine you know but in a bubble you know they don't give a fuck about what's happening in la they couldn't Mm. like that like the cultural difference is crazy dude like i i like there's a lot of things i like about la but Coming from a place like that, there's a lot of things you hate about LA, you know? Mm, yeah. It's so different. Mm. It was uh definitely I got like that shock coming in, but I've kind of got more used to it. I like the pace of life. I like faster how like it's way faster. Way faster. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's like ten times as fast. Yeah. People aren't as nice. See, so what is that mean? for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. So uh, what does that
0: mean though? Like it's faster.
2: Dude, you just like in Colorado, you take like, you know five six hours just like chilling every day you know getting somewhere you just far right lane just you know cruising yeah here it's fucking you know like everyone's like you know it's uh the the pace the work pace too like how quick you have to work and how you have to be on top of your shit it's like it's really good because that's kind of i'm low-key adhd like i'm sure you can tell like my brain just You know it's nice it it kind of fits my lifestyle it's it's cool but it's definitely a shock not being um you know living like i we're technically in the suburbs i guess but we're still kind of la area right but um just like geographically very different um but i really love like i love the cultural diversity here because uh I, i mean i come from a place that is kind of diverse but it's mostly just all the same kind of people you know and then you move out here and you're meeting oh, yeah, people yeah. from different countries every little town is like a different you know like group of people from a different place like yeah. it's really cool to learn all that and experience it but yeah when like I don't my I
0: think we get that because we don't live in a city like la right like la is completely yeah. different yeah dude
2: it's it's like a dystopian world yeah. dude. It's fucking crazy, but it's cool. It's interesting. I couldn't, I'm by no means planning to live here for my whole life, you know? If I can get financially stable, where would you live? A place in the, I don't know, man. Not LA. I'd probably live in Cali, but not LA. I'd do like San Diego. I'd do, you know, Santa Barbara.
4: Yeah, San Diego's a bit slower than LA. It's Uh way chiller. It's way chiller. It's pretty far from everything, I feel like yeah yeah you're by the beach too that's a good thing
2: right it's nice it's nice it's just la's so yeah. different so busy it's just i would i think i would go crazy if i was here for longer than like six years or mm-hmm. something you know you kind of it changes you quick but it's cool coming from where I, from where i come from and being able to go back and still be so close with the people that I came up with and everything. It's like, it keeps me super grounded. Do they ever come out here? Yeah. Like my homie they was here a couple of days it's ago. Too fucking fast. Before oh, it's so different for heads. them. Yeah, bro. Like he, <laughs> he goes, he's born and raised in Colorado, wow. goes to college in Colorado, comes out here and he's there. like just jaw to the floor the whole time. They're there with everything, you know, yeah. the like homeless people, like everything is different. It's all crazy to them. Yeah. Like even this area, Kind of sad too. Yeah, I mean yeah like, yeah, like we drove past Skid Row too. He's like, dude, What the dude. fuck? I don't think I've ever been. Yeah. Skid Row? It's, you it's don't like, know what Skid Row is? Like
4: Bums everywhere, but it's just it's like a, it like, a it's like a little town, though. City of homeless like, people of everywhere, it's a whole line of tents. Yeah. And like there's tweakers, like just cross. Where is it though? I'm not sure the exact it's area, in like, it's
2: in downtown LA. Yeah, it's just oh. oh. by oh. little Tokyo.
4: Okay, yeah
2: it's crazy. It's wild.
3: It's a weird way to describe it. Yeah. Like a town of homeless people. That's so fucked. Right. Yeah. Even like right, some, some
4: people are cool though, but some are like. That's a tourist attraction here. Though. Yeah, it is. That's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even like
2: Hollywood, Venice is crazy. Yeah, Venice. Sucks. You know, you got people yelling in your face and just random shit. You know, I saw a guy just do a fucking heroin on the street. Oh, yeah. Like, like, not that they, you know, that's one of the weird things about living in a big city. You do not see that in yeah. Golden, Colorado, brother. <laughs> <laughs> that was
0: your city? Golden?
2: Golden, yeah. It's That's where I mean. So it's where Coors is from. So I grew up like oh, a shit. stone's throw from the factory. Okay. Yeah. You you're a Coors guy? Huge Coors guy. Until <laughs> I die. I, I always tell people, like, I grew up pissing in the water that is made into Coors. You know? There's a, there's a big-ass creek that comes down from, like, the g- glacier runoff. Uh-huh. Goes and then they use that for the Coors water, but we would be tubing in that shit, swimming in it. I'm <laughs> ripping pisses in there, you know, once a week, my whole life. So you guys are probably drinking my like piss. No. <laughs> I'm down. Fuck it. <laughs> it's all clean by now. That person for you was a our Bud beach. Light guy. Really?
0: Huh? I'm a Bud Light guy. I
2: don't like beer. In general. it <laughs> was a joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're 21 now you got so. it yeah <laughs> my dad sent me like as soon as all that went down he sent me a picture of like bud light stock and then coors the stock <laughs> and it just goes way down and way up and oh, he yeah, goes yeah, let's yeah. fucking go <laughs> baby <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, we up that's sick yeah man
0: you guys got any more no. to talk about
2: well yeah, how about it. let me let me ask you guys some questions yeah. so how do you guys you guys all grew up together yeah, knowing yeah. each other?
0: Pretty much. Angel's from Downey.
3: Yeah, I'm from Downey. Uh, I moved to Riverside like on my freshman year of high school. And uh, I met them on like my senior year. Uh, I met Danny uh, in my English class. And I met him it was after like, COVID. Like, when oh shit. School ended. So, like, I didn't Not really true. know him. I met during in COVID. Cabrera. Cabrera? History. Well, yeah, but we weren't really friends. But we met. We were acquaintances. And you were making (laughs) your little goat noise. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we really, none of us really talked except them two. Um, But we we became, like, a friend group after or, like, during COVID. Yeah. And that's kind of where it all started off.
2: Was it, like, a collective decision, like, let's start a podcast? Or was someone like, let me start a podcast?
0: So it was actually me and another friend that isn't here. Eric,
2: is he like a? He's a part of it though. Yeah. Well, Word. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like I thought there was like five hosts, right?
4: There's, There's four. four, of us. four yeah.
2: Oh, okay. Word. Yeah. And me and
0: him have always just talked about it for like at least a year. Yeah. And you know how it is out here. Everybody's a pussy, so nobody wants to get out of their comfort zone and right. start something new. And so we're just we'd hang out during COVID chief it whatever and then I would just put my Snapchat on you know how you can lock the video to, mm-hmm. to where you can just let it go. Yeah and I would just place it and record us talking and we're fucking we're some fucking goons, let me tell you. No, we're debating about the stupidest shit that literally does not matter. But yeah. yeah and then I was just like fuck it man. It's free to start a podcast. The the mics and the equipment wasn't too bad. No especially it's, uh, like divided up between us. Yeah man and we did my first, our first episode on my phone. First couple episodes, and they came on, and they're like, "Let's just fucking let's do it together." And Respect, so bro. Start doing it together. Stay dialed.
2: Stay dialed. I yeah. love that name yeah. too. It's That's hard. perfect, bro. I
4: remember, was so fucking like crazy because I remember when I joined, like there was a just one single mic, and then when he would yeah. play it, like you could hear crickets yeah. in the background. Like, <laughs> like, 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 random yeah. shit. And then, like, going to like with these mics and then then producing yeah. video going on now, YouTube.
2: Yeah. It's been a, a change for sure. Watching the quality yeah, just, go just up. Just seeing
4: the growth is insane. Have you yeah. noticed
2: like your own ability at it get better, you know? I personally have. Yeah, I, have yeah. I feel like yeah. I
4: can talk way better now. Do
2: you, you feel like it helps you in other aspects of life as well? Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. With yeah. People,
4: yeah. people in general. For sure. yeah. yeah. I could yeah. totally see that. You got to be hungry
0: too, though. Like, cause I mean, even just to get guests on, like, that we, right no respect look up to, or we enjoy their content your artist tree and shit like you have to be able to put yourself out there and just slide in the dm real quick
2: yeah it's simple it's, no for sure it doesn't hurt nothing it's all network
0: and even just walking up to somebody and asking them like oh what do you do you look rich you know yeah 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 <laughs> no i feel i've done that too bro but i mean it's just how how it works man you got to be hungry i feel
2: like respect even what um simple how many episodes are you at this is episode 43 43 baby 44. i can't 44
0: 44. this is episode 44. yeah we just started them. every I'll week
2: that. i'll take that yeah. like 44 more than 43 for some an reason number yeah right Fuck it. <laughs> mm. Mm. Fuck that's it, lit yeah. dude it's pretty cool
4: too because like we met people that from school that kind of like created like their own path like we had someone on that does real estate we got yeah. um Carlos go we told you about what he's doing and then we met somebody that has their own barbershop inside our own oh, town and then like it's pretty dope just meeting like people right that's yeah. dude that's so cool dope.
2: that's so cool instead yeah. of having like a specifically themed podcast yeah. i think it's sick yeah what you guys are doing just to, whatever you're interested in just yeah. bring that in joe rogan type shit. Yeah.
3: oh yeah i think that's sure. the best part about it it's not really any
2: rules or restrictions
3: yeah. it's a lot of Shooting the shit and having fun with it, like yeah, man, like and being good at shooting the shit,
2: dude, right? If
3: that makes sense, yeah, yeah, it's not so structured, no. Mm. And that, yeah. that's how I like listening to podcasts, and that's I think we could all agree on that. Yeah, for right. sure.
2: I'm a diehard Rogan fan, bro. Hell yeah! I think that's I right. listened Rogan to like too. every single one.
0: You've listened to every single pretty one, pretty much. Holy no. shit! But not, I not, not, started.
2: not all the way through. I use it. I literally go to sleep to it every night. Hell yeah. It's just what like I don't know for You're some listening reason there? listening to just that shit but, <laughs> dude yeah. his voice, right? Yeah, Something dude. about his voice I love so, it. Yeah, yeah it man. just There's puts so me. So no,
4: it's like the right. random ass <laughs> topics too. Right. Like what would it be about nature, mushrooms, right. how the earth came about like random shit yeah. fighting yeah. like crazy.
2: I know, dude. I was like not fucking with shrooms and then i listened to the paul stamets one have you guys heard that one yeah he's done a couple he's yeah. like the mushroom god yeah he talks
4: about like <laughs> lines main then uh, some other one yeah dude he's he's Do like, oh, you shit. remember the
2: whole like save the bees movement yeah and then yeah, it kind of yeah. just shut the fuck up yeah it's because paul stamets figured out he saved the whole fucking bee race with yeah. mushrooms he also cured breast cancer with mushrooms it's what? Of the honey. Yeah, yeah dude
4: yeah i think it, the lion's main wanted cures breast cancer supposedly yeah You was saying that that mushrooms are in our soil and it's like it we it's not we can't see it, but it's there and like
2: they're everywhere it just depends like because it can take. just
0: grow right so like yeah. say say a mushroom
2: grows in my lawn is that like a that's psychedelic? The no no only psychedelics are psilocybin mushrooms
0: so you still have to like create that
2: mm-hmm. there's a ton yeah. of different species of those but those yeah. typically come from the fermentation and they grow out of like shit like they literally like yeah grow out of like cow dung or whatever nice. you know like that's um that's pretty sick. The-
4: mushrooms on burgers mm-hmm. those kind of mushrooms about. yeah
2: yeah, exactly I'm talking about portobellos over here <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah dude well that's sick man like, it's Appreciate a pleasure that. to meet you guys yeah. for yeah. sure. Right, we gotta do another there. one where we can just talk shit. I'd love to just have a conversation outside yeah. of music and whatnot. Yeah, so, yeah. but that was amazing it's the first time I've kind of been able to Talk about it, it to a group of people that isn't like my mom and the mm, homies. Yeah. You know? It's cool, man. It's, That's I a pleasure. appreciate yeah. Yeah, the yeah. opportunity. That's a pleasure sure. because,
0: dude, I tell people, I don't know if I've told you guys, but I tell my girl all the time, I'm like, dude, this guy belongs on the radio. It's so fucking catchy. Thank Your you so music's much. so man. fucking catchy. I'm like, you're going to be on the fucking radio one day. <laughs> Thank I you, I bro. Really I appreciate that so no much. Way. There's no way. I don't think there's any right. way.
4: Yeah, like the way you're going to, like, like, how you said, too, how you spend, like, four hours a day toward your craft. Like, that's all it takes is four hours a day, and you'll get there at some point. Just as long as you are you keep at it. You know, that's all it takes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. consistency. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when's it's the good next good. album?
2: Um, <laughs> I was going to ask that. Yeah, so this? I got... Um, so our first single is a band, Mad-Eye Moody. That shit's dropping, like, early April. You'll get that soon. The announcement's coming soon. Um, all that's getting set in stone, but i'm sitting on so much music i'll show you guys when we hang up this but um i'll probably drop something in the next three weeks I'm, I'm planning on dropping like four no just me okay. just call your dope shit right. and then the band's dropping the band's gonna drop in like three weeks and then pretty much every three weeks for like okay five songs so you'll be getting a ton of that yeah. from what you guys saw on thursday yeah. you'll get a lot of that on yeah. streaming platforms and whatnot okay. which we're hoping that does really well i'm really excited i think it will um and then all my own personal shit i i just i get to choose so i'll drop that coming up but um i think the next album slash project say six months because that's uh i want to make my first like <laughs> real um i want to make like a cohesive album you know like something that goes together and was written with the idea mm. of it being together you know instead of just making a ton of fucking music and that's then neat. You
0: have a favorite? Throwing artist? it
2: on a. No, I don't think I have one favorite. I, I know have, you like J Cole. How yeah, I really like J Cole. I really like Jid right now. Jid's, Jid's fucking fired. shit up, dude. Yeah. He, I love him. That's I wild. saw him live out here Damn. with SmiNo. I love SmiNo yeah, right? too. Look, too. Yeah. Um, I, like? I mean, yeah, dude, that's and that's like on the hip hop end. I mean, as far as like I listen to everything too. It's mm-hmm. like you gotta know, like I listen to everything, bro. Like, Where do you get inspiration from? Where do I get it from? Mm-hmm. Uh, everywhere it's i get in i feel like i get inspirations from feelings more than like real specific sounds like okay. i love the feeling of nirvana i love mm. the feeling of grunge and kurt cobain and i'm sure when you guys saw that you can kind of feel that like yeah. punky yeah, yeah. kind of grunginess but i also really love those like ethereal songs that make you seem like you're floating like it mm, yeah. bringing all that in and um just specific artist and the way they do it and i think i'm the biggest fan of artists that make the biggest changes and really are so defined in their own lane like no Mm. one's making shit like them like they like start a revolution in music type shit like j cole like j cole bro kendrick oh my god like this the